Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Hello, everybody. This is Pam Dunn, and we're going to talk about 10 Minutes of Infinite Wisdom today. And my guest is Joshua King. Joshua is a certified coach for Your Infinite Life training and coaching company. But what he does most of the time is he is the U.S. Agile lead and an Agile coach for North Highland. And so today we are going to talk about the wisdom of failure. (laughs) Sounds like a fun topic, Uh, but I think Joshua will help us make it fun. So let's start off. I want to ask you, Josh, thanks for being here, by the way. I want to ask you, like, how do you talk about failure and how do you look at failure? So often, like when you start talking about failure, people immediately think of something huge, like, you know, a Saturn V rocket blowing up on the launch pad. Like that's failure on that's an definitely failure. <laughs> yes. But there's also like tons of other little failures all along the way. And failures are the things that we're going to learn better from than, than the successes. You know, if I put a plant in my garden and it thrives, then okay, did I do something right? I don't know. But if I do uh, a very similar thing and I put a plant in the garden and it dies, well, now I can start looking at what I did and start analyzing what were some things that could have contributed to it going wrong. And now I'm actually going to start thinking about, well, how could I do it better next time? Nice. So, you know, if you're not, if you're not failing, you're not looking at what you're doing and you're not thinking about how to improve. So, so you've kind of made failure a growth curve for you. Yes. I feel like, uh, and that's something, you know, even with my daily work and and with my coaching that I really try and and help other people embrace Mm. and, and try and see the small failures so that they can avoid the big failures. How do you take the sting out of the word? Failure? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, well, I I think, you know, there's, um, I, you know, it's just, you kind of, once you start doing it enough, <laughs> you start getting used to it and it doesn't bother you anymore. Um, and it's, it's not that you're like seeking out the failures. It's just you're starting to recognize all kinds of little things that go wrong can be considered failures. Like you run out of gas on the side of the road, fail. Mm. You um, run into the trash can on, while you're trying to park the car, fail. You know, these are all things. And it's just like, well, now you know, you just can't get that close anymore, right? So, you know, if you're looking like that, you're in trouble. I, I, I love how light you make it, you know, which I think is probably part of what is necessary to create the growth. Absolutely. If you focus on the fact that things didn't go as you wanted, it's going to be really hard to try and learn something from it. It's, it's almost like you have to think, you have to start looking at it lightly in order to start learning from it. Well, how do you handle then? Because I'm sure that you've made mistakes or had failures that 
you know, felt really significant to you and you didn't feel good about yourself in making them. So how do you handle that? Absolutely. I mean, I've had some, some pretty epic failures in my life and I, and I would be lying to you if I don't think about them, you know, when you're right before you fall asleep and those random thoughts go through your head and you're like, Oh God, I can't believe I actually said that, you know, those kinds of things always uh, hit me. And, you know, like I've been fired from jobs twice in my career Mm. uh, for different reasons. And both of those were extremely painful, but they've also helped me be better at my job, right? Because I learned the kinds of things that weren't going to go well, you know, so even, even the big things are opportunities for uh, failure, even though like, you may not be in a position right away to learn from it, right? You know, the bigger the thing, the harder it's going to be to learn from it right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, it's really easy to learn from the little stuff um, because it's little stuff. It's, you know, and you may have to take time and come back in a while and say, okay, now this big thing happened. What what, What can I take away from that? For me, it's almost like a therapy to kind of, do that what we call a retrospective in the agile world and look back and say okay what went well what didn't go well what can i change you know things like that you know i love that i i as you were talking i'm thinking so is the agile way of coaching is that really a great just fit for you or is that kind of who you are as a person anyway and so you know you are agile. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. Um, as, as I'm sitting here wearing my agile being t-shirt. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, you know, it is a perfect fit for me and my personality. Uh, when I first got into agile in 2006, when Aaron and I were working at Target, it was just like, you know, technology projects were just banging my head against a wall and I hated it. And it was the worst thing ever. And every day at work was worse than the previous day kind of thing. It was, you know, just like office space. Every day is the worst day of my life. Um, (laughs) And then I ran my first agile project and I was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, Hmm. you know, we were actually communicating with people. People were actually happy. They were, you know, talking in meetings and it wasn't just everybody looking at the wall or all morose waiting for the meeting to just end. And that was important to me because the the human aspect I learned about myself was the human aspect is huge. It's super, super important to me that not only am I happy at work, but the people around me are happy at work. And I found that there's um, a kind of a side effect of, of working in an agile way is people are just happier in the office. Uh, they don't feel like they're being ground into the dirt because, you know, there's some principles and values that support making sure that the team is super healthy because, you know, one of the, one of the core fundamentals is that the team is the thing that's actually going to create value for you. So you have to support them, not, you know, run them down and, and put pressure on them and overcommit them and make them work crazy hours, you know, you got to do everything to make sure that they're getting as much help and as much support as is possible. So yeah, it, it fits me um, and my personality. And it also is like therapy for me. <laughs> it sounds even as you're talking, I can see that 
you support, you've learned to support yourself through your failures. I'm sure you're very supportive to the team, you know, during their failures. Yeah. You, you know how to walk them through it. The other thing that, uh, you know, I'd love for you to talk a little bit is that there seems to be this level of engagement that you create engagement, even in your own failures, engage in how you engage with the failure. But I wonder also just really for our listeners is how would you engage them in their failures? Mm. Um, tell me real quick, just to make sure I'm, I'm grokking what you're saying. Tell me more about what you mean by engaging in the. You bet. So it was really when you were talking about how there's not this, you know, deer in the headlights or boredom in meetings that what I could tell is that you must keep everybody really engaged and and creating their value. And so it, it seems like you carry that through when there's a problem or when there's a failure. Absolutely. I think you know, it, it's kind of human nature when, when and that people will, if they experience a failure, they feel like they failed. And, you know, even if it's like a team failure. So one of the things that we say is, you know, agile makes work a team sport, right? Um, and so you, you win and you lose as a team. And a lot of times if you have an organization that's uh, the team's doing okay, and then all of a sudden they, they miss their goal you know, that's a failure, right? And teams, some teams can take it really hard. And so, yeah, it's really important to build in some lightness because people can can take it hard and start um, dwelling on the fact that there was a failure instead of looking at it and trying to approach it from the, okay, so that happened, you know? And, you know, this is where you see a lot of things where people are like, well, who did it and, and why did they do it and stuff like mm. that. At that point, who cares? It doesn't matter, right? None of that information is actually going to get you out of this problem. So let's look at what happened and say, okay, how do we get out of this? You know, so you, you drove your car off the road and you got into the mud and you got stuck. It doesn't matter what caused you to get there. That's where you are. How are you going to get unstuck? Oh my gosh, I love that. Like that's a that's such a great way to leave everybody because that's that's really, you know, in a nutshell, like engaging with the failure is not about engaging with how it happened. It's it's how can we get out of it and what can we learn from it? Yeah, absolutely. That's like that's the wisdom and and I, you know, I think so, a couple of the other things I want to make sure that everybody remembers is that, you know, be supportive of yourself during that failure when you're engaging in how to get out of it. Make it a process and be light about it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Josh. This was just really great. We could probably talk about it for hours and everybody's like, no, don't. I'm sure they're like, no, <laughs> let's not stop yet. <laughs> But but it can be that simple. And if any of you are interested in getting some coaching through that process, you can find Josh on our website, www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. And he's also on LinkedIn. I know that for sure and writes some really great articles. So thank you for your time today, Josh. And thank you for sharing your wisdom of failure with us. Thanks for having me. 
Accessing our inner wisdom is ongoing and ever-changing. You may now be thinking, how can I access more of my infinite wisdom? Well, we have lots of ways to do that. So go to www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com and consider taking two hours and attend our skilled communication online class. Each class is only $99 and is limited to five participants so that you can get individual attention to become a better communicator. We have a learning journey membership program for only $29 per month and five collaboratives throughout the year that bring experts together on various topics. Thanks for joining us. And if you've benefited from this podcast, please subscribe, like, and or comment. Find out more about our coaching and offerings also at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. Have a great week accessing your inner wisdom.